I am so happy that you are here and I would love for you to take a quick second and click like and hit subscribe. It is so important to help this podcast continue. And if you love what you're hearing on the podcast, you can continue to get cool stuff. All you have to do is go to beyoufindhappy.com and join the movement. I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. I wanted to come at you guys with a solo cast today, which I haven't done in a very long time. And I think it's a combination of things. One, I've had so many great guests that have so much more to offer um, that I've prioritized that. But also I've been feeling just kind of discombobulated about how I would want to show up here in a way that's authentic and also um, uplifting. And life isn't always uplifting. I mean, if there's one thing we talk about on this podcast, it's the fact that you wouldn't know happiness, right, without knowing sadness um, or discomfort. And so it's not to say that like all the time, everything should just be great and full of, you know, cotton candy and butterflies. However, I try to show up here in that way for you. Um, for me, for everyone, because I think that that's what you're here for. You're here to like learn ways to improve your being. Um, but there's so much that I want to share with you in the way of stuff that I've been coming to terms with things that I've been realizing. And I know that you guys have heard a little bit about it with various different guests and things like that. But I think that there is this shift happening globally from this 3D level of consciousness, which is a lower vibration. And when I say that, it's getting stuck in the stuff that's just like very human, but very three-dimensional. Like if somebody is copying you, for example, and you get frustrated and irritated, um, that sort of mindset, my boots because it's raining here, is very 3D. But it's, it's part of who we are. It's part of what we are. It's part of what we're going to experience. And that is natural and it's okay. And I get caught up in 3D a lot. But I also feel like we're shifting to this 5D level of consciousness, which is a really beautiful way to look at the world and say, you know, even if we just look at the fact that we're only using such a small amount of our brain power, we can really see there we're just very barely scraping the surface on our potential as humans. And I think more than ever now, I've had to really tap into um, raising my vibration to a space that's a little bit more empathetic. But then at the same time, I've I've been seeing things that are just so undeniably clear and frustrating and all of that. And it's hard when others are not in that same mind space. And lately, I've been feeling 
that kind of push pull, like a roller coaster, like down 3D, up 5D, down 3D, up 5D. And and it's been challenging for me. Um, I recently saw a post on on somebody's Instagram, and it's somebody with a lot of followers who said something to the effect of, as a white person practicing yoga, should I blah, 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 blah. And then there was a comment underneath it by someone that was made that said, um, you know, why do we have to call out being white as a negative thing? Like, this is the skin that we were born with, blah, blah, blah. And the reply was, it's easy to, uh, you know, avoid the topic of racism by shouting out oneness, blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) in my opinion, the truth of that matter is, no, if you are actually raising your vibration to a light space, to an energetic being space, to realizing that we are all comprised of stardust, you would not be stuck in that 3D level of looking at each other. And that's not to say that people of color are not plagued by different problems in their communities and in their um, culture, etc., than somebody of a different community or culture is. But I think in general, in first world countries, especially in America, we are so, we are all so privileged, even the least privileged of us. And some of you may be saying, oh, you're a white chick, da, da, da. I'm a white chick that grew up in a 27 foot fifth wheel with no running water and no electricity, (laughs) um, literally shit in a porta potty. So back up. And that's not even, and and that was a place of privilege. Truly, I have been to countries where I have seen people living in far worse conditions. So even in that situation, yes, I was privileged. But really, all of us in America, in this land of opportunity, are privileged on some level. And I think that it's been really hard for me to sit back and watch this dialogue continue to perpetuate as if it's okay. It's not okay. (laughs) It's not okay for us to lead in a way that is with violence and hate over this topic. It is not okay for us to continue to create a further divide by calling people out for their privilege or unprivileged and the color of their skin or the uncolor of their skin. And I listened to this fabulous podcast and I'm I'm reading this book now called Madness of Crowds. I'm forgetting the author's name. But he said it is time that we stand up and say no. I no longer accept this. I no longer accept you to talk to me like this. I no longer accept you to judge me for anything other than my character. And this is for everyone. And I also need to step forward in a way where I am with gratitude for my life, whatever my life looks like, and lead my life from there. And if I'm struggling with finding gratitude, then I need to go be around people, places, and things that have less so that I can be reminded of everything that I am grateful for in my life. And I think that we have gotten so far off track on this. The other thing that all of this ties into when I'm talking about being energetic beings is that truly, hi. Can you help me? Um, Yeah. 
Um, a game. I don't know how to play. You want to play a game? Mm-hmm, but I don't know how to play it, and it's on the table. Is it the cat games? Mm, I don't know. I'm recording a podcast. Do you want to be on my podcast? Tell me about, here, come here, come sit close to me. I'll have you on the podcast. Tell me what you think about going to school. Mm, Fun. Fun? What's so fun about it? What's your favorite thing about it? You get to learn. You get to learn. What are you learning about? How the letter V. The letter V? I love the letter V. Do you like the letter V? Is that your favorite letter? Is that letter in your name? (laughs) Yes. Do you know that Auntie loves to learn too? I love to learn. It's my favorite thing. I love to learn all things that there is to learn. Did you know that we are only 10% human? (laughs) Can you believe that? What else are we? We are 90% microorganisms. Isn't it though? We have all these little teeny tiny organisms that live in our guts. What? Yep, and they little teeny tiny. They're little helpful organisms. They're like little butterflies, hmm? and they eat up all of the stuff that we eat. What? <laughs> Can you believe that? Have you ever seen an earthworm in the soil? You've never seen a worm. Have you ever been fishing with your daddy? Have you ever used a worm? <laughs> yeah. Well, that earthworm, did you know that earthworms eat everything in the soil? They eat paper. <laughs> and they eat uh, other little microorganisms. And they eat straw. And they eat leaves. And do you know what they do when they eat all that food? What? What do you do when you eat all that food? Go to the bathroom? That's right, we poop. (laughs) And did you know that those earthworms poop and then that becomes the dirt for our gardens? What? (laughs) What do you think about that? Weird. Yeah, we're all made of microorganisms and poop and different things. (laughs) Auntie's taking this class right now. I'm going to school too. It's called... It's this doctor. His name is Zach Bush, and he's doing this thing called the Biology Base Camp. And it's so cool, and you learn all about all of the microorganisms in your gut and how we have these little barriers in our gut, like like you can picture like little rooms, you know, and that have doors, you know, and you shut the door to that little part of your gut so that no bad things get in. And, but... Because for a long time, there's been things in our food and in our water and stuff that are not good for us. Um, they, our, our doors have been left open in our gut. And then that creates all sorts of problems. Do you like my shirt? What is it? What's on my shirt? Moon. The moon. Is it all phases of the moon? Yeah, because Auntie's a hippie. First it's like that, then it's like that, then it's like that, then it's full. And then it goes like that, then it goes like that, then it goes like that, and it's in that time, and then it goes back to that. Yes, and this happens in 30 days. Do you know what else is special about the moon? What? Do you know that the the ocean tides 
You know how the, t- the tide goes out and then it comes back in? Did you know that? I thought the waves, um, when my dad goes fishing, the waves go out and then they come back. And yes. And the sand, sand gets wet and then I play with wet sand. The wet sand is the best to play with. Mm-hmm. And did you know that the moon does that? Wait, it makes water? It makes the water go out and come back. Because the moon goes out and then comes back? Okay, so when, yes, so basically this moon has something called a gravitational pull. And so it's like, if I were to pull on you like this, like I'm the moon and you're the ocean and I'm pulling on you like this, and then I go whoop and let you go back. That's called the gravitational pull of the moon and the moon does that. And when the moon is a full moon, which is this one, it is the strongest tide. So when it's the biggest moon, it's like, and then it pushes you back. That is big. That how much? How does it feel like when it's that? I think it's a little tight like this, like whoop, just a little one. And <laughs> did you know that this is called a waning gibbous moon, and that's called a waxing gibbous moon? What is that one called? The full moon. This is called the full moon. And then there's a waning crescent moon and a waxing crescent moon. And the moon is amazing. Can you help me figure out this game? Yes, but I want to tell you one more thing and then we will be done. Okay, the other thing I want to tell you is that the other night it was a full moon and on the 1st of November. And you know what we did? What? I had some of my friends over and we went outside and we read these oracle cards and we lit a candle and we cleansed our space with crystals you know rocks we love rocks and then we decided that in honor of the moon we would howl out it at it and we went out there we would oh and we howled at the moon but you know what happened then we were sitting there afterwards and all of a sudden we heard this noise that sounded like do you remember star wars do you remember Chewbacca? Oh, he goes. Like this weird noise that is hard to even describe and explain to you. It's really, it sounded like an alien bear. And so then we were all scared that we ran inside the house because we were so scared. We heard it like three times. And then I looked it up and it turns out it is a bear. And it's the sound that like bears can make when they're howling at the moon. And so we howled at the moon, and then the bear wanted to howl at the moon with us. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Okay, let's go play the game. I don't know how to play it. I feel like it's a teenager game. It's a teenager game? I feel like it is. Does it say 8 plus on it or 5 plus on it? I don't know. Because how old are you? Five. Five. Well, let's go check it. You sounded like your mom just then. Well, I would love to continue this solo cast, but I need to go play a board game with my five-year-old niece. So I will be back. I don't even know where I left off because now we're a day later. But um, I think I think what I'm trying to say, first of all, I just want to point this out. There's been all of this crazy 
tumultuousness in the yoga community where yogis are attacking other yogis who are, quote, following conspiracy theories. And the funny thing about that is, and I just posted this to my story too, the way that your third eye opens is by doing your inner work, right? And what's very interesting about that is I don't think it's an accident that people in rural communities and in the yoga community are were some of the first to eyes wide open on some of the things that are going on. And the reason for that is because I believe they live more holistically, less television, more time outside, you know, cutting wood for their homes, um, eating clean, having gardens, less toxins in general in their life. And I've said this before, you are in control of what you consume. And so it's important to note that if you're consuming a lot of television and you're consuming a lot of fast food, you're consuming a lot of toxicity. So these people within the yoga community who have done a lot of inner work are following, quote, following conspiracy theories because they are less, they have less toxin in their body. They have less toxicity in their life. And their pineal gland is open because of this inner work that they have done. And so what's funny to me is that the yoga people who are in the community that are not eyes wide open are the ones who clearly have not done the inner work. They're very much exposing themselves, which is so interesting. And one of the things that I'm finding is that um, as a psychotherapist is that people They feel it in their belly that something's not right and they're afraid to let go. And I recently shared this because I've dealt with this a lot in my personal life of letting go of expectations, of attachments, of people. And I think that it's important to know, and I I recently posted this to my page, loss is just expansion in a package that's harder to open. I'm going to say it one more time. Loss is simply expansion in a package that's harder to open. It's absolutely the catalyst to what takes you to the next great things in your life. Sometimes a door has to shut, but a window will always open. And you will find yourself in places that you never would have gotten to if that door hadn't shut in your life. And this is a true story in my own life. Um, I was living in San Diego. I felt like life was going well. Um, you know, things started happening with my with my job. I ended up taking the sub the basically the severance package that was offered to leave that job. And at the time, I felt like it was a door shut. Um, and then that's kind of the abbreviated version of it. But what it led to is it led to me redefining what I wanted in my life and going to different places. And it's, it's important that we remember it's not any one thing. And we've said this on this podcast before. It's not any one thing that leads to your successes in life. It's every one thing. And truly, success is defined by all of your failures, right? All of those failures are what led you to make decisions and do different things that ultimately led to your success. 
So truly, I mean, I think that's kind of the definition of success is how many failures do you have? Um, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, the other thing that I wanted to tell you is that it is okay to change your mind. It does not make you a hypocrite to change your mind. And I live by this mantra. I reserve the right to change my mind when presented with new information. That makes you an independent thinker. That makes you a critical thinker. Um, Hypocrisy is saying one thing and doing something different, right? Changing our minds is not that. Changing our minds is taking information that's been presented to us and making a cognitive choice to do something different. And that's okay. It's okay to change your job, where you live, your relationships, and it's especially okay to change the way you see the world. And I think what we're seeing right now is a lot of people who are having cognitive dissonance, they want the, the world to be the way that it was. And... I wish I had never even said new normal. <laughs> I, I, I said that for years to clients and I've recently stopped saying that because it's not a new normal. It's not a new normal. It's a complete elevation and, and extension of our human vibration. We're really shifting the way that we see the world. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to realize. And you know, it's funny. I was at a birthday party the other night for my brother actually. And they recently built a house and it's um not done yet, but we so we were on like camp chairs in front of their fire. It's it was so awesome and we were all kind of talking about life and and politics and different things like that. And I totally lost my train of thought just kind of reflecting back on that wonderful birthday party and how we were all just sitting there having such a great time just doing like human connection things. Uh, oh my gosh, where was I going with that? But let me just circle back to this idea too. You, and ultimately where I was going with this, you only get one life. You've already given your government so much of it. How much more are you going to give them? Like literally you could die tomorrow on your way to work. Not a COVID, but they'd probably make it from COVID. What would you wish you'd done instead? COVID is probably, 99% chance, not going to kill you, right? 99% chance this thing is not going to kill you, yet you're making decisions for your life based upon a 1% chance of death. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't line up. I just... Great friend of mine just sent me a video from Tom Woods, tomwoods.com forward slash COVID. You can find it on YouTube and it's called the COVID cult. And he breaks it down. Like he literally strips it down and it is absolutely fabulous. And I recommend, highly recommend the listen to everybody. I will put the link in the show notes. It's amazing. And that reminded me of what I was going to say. We were talking about around the birthday party, um, in the camp chairs at the birthday party, I used to laugh at grandpa when he didn't wear a seatbelt and he would say, that's government overreach. I don't need them telling me to wear a buckle. If I want to wear a buckle, I'll wear a buckle. I only wear a buckle if I'm going over 35 miles an hour, you know, whatever. (laughs) 
And at the time I was like, but it's the law. And I was like, you're crazy. You could die. Right. But now I realize these people from this era, from this generation, they literally went to war knowing they had a 40% chance of dying. 40% chance of dying. And they went and fought for this country because they believed in the constitution and they believed in our freedom. And so even something as simple as the seatbelt law, right, which everybody compares the mask mandate to, it is not the same, first of all, at all. And then people would say, yeah, because you could just kill yourself in your car and not kill anybody else. Stop with that nonsense. The micron of the coronavirus is 0.1. It is going through your cloth mask. And I'm going to go out on a limb to say, and I'm sure that there will be a ton of people that stop listening to this podcast right after this. You stick that cloth on your face, right? I push a bunch of air into you. Let's say I cough right in your face, right? Right up close, right? We know that the 0.1 CV micron can go right through that cloth. No, no problem. Like chain link to a mosquito. Except that now you've blown so much of it in there and trapped it right two inches, not even centimeters from your nose. It's no wonder that people are going to the emergency room and they say, they say, I never left my house and I wore my mask the whole time. Right? Because your nose is supposed to expel. Your nose is supposed to blow out <laughs> the things that it does not want, the violations and things that, they, that it knows are not good for you. This is why we sneeze when something tickles us, right? <laughs> it's like basic human immune system. <sighs> but if the masks really work, then you wear yours and I shouldn't have to wear mine right? Because you're going to be fully protected from breathing in anything that I'm putting out in the air. That's the idea that you're saying with these masks, and that's absolutely asinine. The bigger issue behind all of that is is that we're absolutely supposed to breathe in viruses. We're supposed to breathe in all of it, and our immune systems get stronger. I read in college, and I'd love to find this study because it was in one of my nutrition classes in college, and it talked about how the there is a community and i forget where it is but they the children live among the pigs like they're out with the pigs all the time and they have no vaccinations out there none of that stuff and these ki- these kids are like the most healthy kids in the world like genetically speaking they're like built like brick shit, shit houses and it's because supposedly they're in the slums and they're building up their strength and um, in their immunity from being with the pigs. I don't know. It sounds crazy. I'm going to look it up. If you guys find it, voice memo me on this podcast, <laughs> somebody. Uh, and I laugh about that because I am crazy if I go to the gas station about washing my hands, right? Because I was like, that's sticky. It's gross. Gasoline, whatever. I'll use my antibacterial hand soap. But literally, I will spend all day in my yard, in the garden, planting, picking weeds, cleaning chicken poop. And I often do not remember to wash my hands when I get in. Like before I'll have, like I'll fill up a cup of water or something. That's okay. We're supposed to have that stuff in our bodies. Humans literally have only lived in these little uber sterile bubbles for the past like what, 50 years or something, less. Like when you think about the lifetime of humans, the years and generations of humans, it's a blip. It's a blip. 
So yeah, grandpa would go crazy about government overreach and now I get it. Now I get why they were so opinionated about things like that. I thought, oh, that's just crazy talking. Like, it's just a seatbelt, put it on, right? It's just a mask, put it on. It's just a vaccine, get the shot. It's just a barcode, let me scan your forehead, your wrist. If we don't, if we don't stand up and fight for what we know to be our inner truths, what feels right in our belly, about living our life and breathing air and how we feel about everything, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And I think that's what's been the most mind-blowing part of all of this for me is just seeing how far we've gone in such a short amount of time in the way of the loss of our freedoms. And it's funny to me that they don't ban cigarette smoking. But they know that will kill you. Why doesn't the government overreach there? Because it's not about your health. If it was about your health, they would be giving everybody in this country free shots of vitamin C and vitamin D and vitamin K because that makes vitamin D more soluble or digestible. This is not about your health. If it were about your health, the wineries and the bars would not have stayed open while the yoga studios and the gyms were closed. Fact. They took, they stripped you of all of that so that they could control you. They have shut you off from everyone and everything so they can feed you the narrative. They've shut you off from anything that would keep you healthy. Literally. Not only that, not only did they take you away from everything that you need, but they also did your weenie poopoos. This is your little witty poopoos that we rescued. He's a little toy poodle. He's so cute. You're just the cutest mixed of fish. Come here. Come here. Um, not only that, it's just you. You're just so cute. You're just a cute little five pound guy. Not only that, but they also <laughs> put fast food right in your face. Like, hey, this can stay open, but the mon paws are going to shut down. The little farm to table restaurant that you love, that one's closing. But McDonald's is open. Go get some McDonald's. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, I think that'll about cover the flybys. Okay, one last thing (laughs) that I want to add now that the dog has stopped going crazy is anything you can do right now to go within is going to be more important than ever. Whether it's gratitude journaling, rock painting, sitting outside in nature, going for a walk, meditating, whatever it might be. Dance party, put on some music and dance. 
anything that you can do to shut down everything else. And I know you have to work and all of that. But when you're not working, rather than turning on the television or rather than clicking to your Instagram or whatever, even if it's only 15 minutes, it does not have to be long. I guarantee what will happen is that 15 minutes will turn into 20 and 30 and then pretty soon you're going to find you're needing that every single day. But when you tune in, right? It's called insight for a reason. (laughs) It's not called outsight. When you tune in, you really start to see and hear and feel what's important to you and what you truly need and what is unnecessary. And I think especially for the upcoming weeks as we continue through this tumultuous time, you'll find that if you really are just looking in that kind of one foot radius, it's simple things. I know for us, we're even, we're doing throwback 1955 Christmas. We're doing like collecting pine cones and making ornaments and baking and old fashioned Christmas movies and lights and all of the good stuff. And we always harvest our tree from the forest, which is so fun and magical and feels so good. Um, So, you know, things like that, like instead of looking at all that is not, look at all that you can create with what you do have in front of you and don't let them take another day of your life with all of their baloney. Spread cheer, not fear. (laughs) It's your life. It's not Cuomo's. It's not Fauci's. It's not Trump's. It's not Biden's. It's not any of those people's life. It's yours. What legacy do you want to create while you're here? Okay. I'm done with the solo cast. This is the craziest solo cast ever. It's just like all over the place. But I think you guys get the feel. <laughs> I think you get the feels. <laughs> Live, love, be, be you, find happy. Also, if you're looking for an incredible holiday gift, this is so cool. Check out any of my books on Amazon and or directly from my website, beyoufindhappy.com. The ones on my website come autographed, including Empowered, a motivational journal for women. Great gift for all of the women in your life. And that's the other thing. Don't shop on Amazon this year. Shop from your local makers and artisans. There are so many. And I actually am putting it on my Instagram. I am sharing a bunch of my favorite local artisans. And just so incredible to get a gift that's made with love. I feel like energetically, if someone has handmade a candle, it just has so much more love in it. It smells so much better than if you get it on Amazon. And 1955 Christmas, right? So good. There are people that are canning and doing amazing things and those can be great gifts too and they're consumable, which is lovely. I love consumable gifts because then people don't have this weird like, oh, so-and-so you know, got me this thing that I need to hold on to for a million years even though I don't really like it because I feel bad. But if you get something I can eat, <laughs> it's not going to go to waste. Okay. 
happy holidays season two is almost wrapped up. I cannot believe we are at the end of the year and 90 some odd episodes in this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I am with such gratitude to have all you weirdos as Awaken with JP would say. Also a fabulous podcast. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.